This is a day I've been looking forward to for two and a half years. We're really proud of Timeline. We're going to reimagine Windows. Microsoft is announcing the breakthrough game console called Xbox. We've created a platform attuned to consumers' changing behaviors and an evolving sense of play. We set out to make the best watch in the world. And today, we're introducing Nexus 7. This is it, Xbox One. And we are calling it iPhone. The latest news, the newest products, the biggest names. Welcome to Your Tech Report. Online at yourtechreport.com. Join Mitchell Whitfield and Marco Flalo for the next hour of Your Tech Report. Yes, indeed. On Twitter, it is at Your Tech Report. Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report. Email is contact at yourtechreport.com. Welcome to it. I am Marco Flalo, as always, joined by Mitchell Whitfield. You know, Mark, uh, You know, it's ridiculous. We have the advantage, obviously, because you're in Montreal, lovely Montreal, Quebec, Canada. I am in Los Angeles, California, here in the States. We have the advantage of being able to see each other over Skype while we actually record the show in our respective studios, right? Correct. People can't see us, but we can see each other. How ridiculous is it that every time the lovely announcer lady says our names, Mitchell Whitfield and Markiplier, I point to myself, I point to you, (laughs) as if I have to remind us which one of us is Is whom. Yeah, it's whom. Right. So, uh, yeah, a little ridiculous, huh? Mitchell, I think no doubt about it, the biggest news of this week came from Apple on Monday, their Spring Forward event. Um, Some things that we expected, some things that we've been waiting for quite some time to hear about, specifically Apple Watch details and launch dates. Um, We're going to get into all the Apple Watch stuff, plus the new announcements in our next segment. But we wanted to touch upon a couple other things, I guess, starting with Apple TV. Uh, we do want to, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do something crazy here, Mark. You're not even expecting this. Uh-oh. I'm going to bamboozle you. I'm making little hand gestures now, again, that only I can, you and I can see. Um, so there's something I'm excited about that I want to kick us off with, and then, of course, we'll get back into Apple TV and all the news. Uh, you know, obviously, I have this affinity for drones. I'm a big quadcopter fan. I've gotten you into it now. Yes. Uh, this is something that, we, that gives us a lot of joy covering, and we've covered a lot of different quads from different companies, of course. Uh, reached out to a company that I think a lot of people are familiar with, 3D Robotics, 3DR for short, of course. I like the 3DR moniker. It's kind of cool and quick. Uh, they make uh, a lot of drones. People may not know this. They make a lot of high-end drones that can do aerial mapping. Uh, digi- you know, Obviously, aerial photography is something that we're interested in. They make something called the Iris Plus. The Iris Plus platform is a really exciting drone platform, and the drone itself is beautiful. I reached out. They sent us one. I have the 3D brushless gimbal set up on it. 2D, sorry. Uh, They're sending us a case for it. So I've been having some hands-on time with this. Iris Plus from 3DR. I'm loving it. Mark, stay tuned for this review at next week's show. It is really, if you were serious about aerial photography, the Iris Plus, you are absolutely going to love. That's my tease of the week. That's all I got right now. So, the new Apple TV, well, there's no new Apple TV. I think that's probably the biggest news. <laughs> We're still waiting for a new Apple TV. Right. Yeah, uh, we have a cheaper Apple TV. It's now dropped price from $99 to $69 in the U.S., or from uh, 119 in Canada to 89 in Canada. The bigger news, I guess, is that HBO is going to be launching its exclusive streaming platform on Apple TV just in time for the Game of Thrones premiere, which is happening in April. I mean, you know, that's, that's Apple TV for you. There's actually no other information about that product except for that well the new the new service is hbo now i believe correct hbo now from hbo, HBO? now absolutely now, it's gonna be a subscription service and uh, i think it's a free trial period for a while but that's gonna be cool it's exclusive right. and then the nice thing is for people that you know because we did get emails by people that were you know confused about the hbo streaming how it works 
basically now you do not need a cable subscription or have to have a direct TV, any sort of satellite subscription. That's the only way you could normally get HBO. The apps that are in existence now, like HBO Go, those are only accessible uh, to those, or by, you can only access them if you actually have a subscription through your provider. Now HBO is saying you no longer need a provider. Yeah. You can just pay directly fourteen ninety five a month and get our full library, every movie we air, every show we've ever done on any device that uh, obviously you can do HBO now on. So starting with the Apple TV, which is really cool. Now it's a timed exclusive. It's not going to be exclusive forever, right? I mean, no. that's one of the other we announcements that, that can't yeah. do. So. Yeah, but uh, hey, it's another reason to get Apple TV, even though they refuse to update the hardware. <laughs> Am I bitter? Party of one? No, Sorry. not at all, not at all. Uh, iOS 8.3 is going to be the next version of the operating system for our iPads and our iPhones. They uh, Apple has launched a public beta for this, so they're encouraging you to back up your phone, and they're telling you how to restore to a previous version if you need to. They're even telling you that before it's released to make sure that you, you downgrade it to that older version. But it's the first time they're doing a public beta like this for their iOS operating system. And, and the reason seems to be to squash a lot more of those bugs with more people doing user testing for it, which makes sense because when iOS 8 was released, there were things that really shouldn't have happened. A little, bu- a little buggy, but then again, I always let you try the, the software first. If it's buggy, I don't get I, it anywhere near my devices. I haven't even touched iOS 8.3. Um, I might start now, but I really have no desire to. Every time I want to go download it and try something new, I remember that I keep screwing things up, so I try to stop myself. <laughs> You're learning, young one. Oh, well, you know, in in, in the vein of uh, iOS updates, of course, this past week, we did get iOS 8.2, which, of course, had a lot of bug fixes, but it also added Apple Watch integration, which, of course, you can't actually access. You can can have, like, like, learning about, you could touch the app, and it shows you, if you want to learn more about Apple Watch, stay tuned, it's coming soon. So you really can't do anything yet, but, of course, when the Apple Watch launches, it will make that app active and integrate your new watch with, of course, course, your lovely iOS device. We will talk about that in the next segment. Um, Also this week, Google, they upgraded their Chromebook Pixel. This is their own computer that runs their own operating system. Uh, Really, overall, it looks kind of, it's still square and kind of boxy. Uh, It's it's not the lightest device in the world. It's three and a half, 3.3 pounds, still around the same size, a beautiful, you know, retina style display screen with uh, 239 pixels per inch. We're looking at a resolution of 2560 by 1700. Really, the upgrades come in form of the processor and memory. So it starts with a new Core i5 processor with 8 gigs of memory, or you can get the LS version, which they refer to as ludicrous speed, which is a Core i7 <laughs> with a 2.4 gigahertz processor and 16 gigs of memory. Again, this is built to run on Google's a whole operating system, so you need to have a Google account and stores a lot in the cloud. It's all about the cloud on this one. And the real, I mean, the new industry standard they are claiming is it's going to be using this new USB type C connector, which it can be used to charge the device, to uh, add accessories, peripherals, something that the new MacBook has as well, which we will get to after the break as well. You got to love these timed events where, of course, Apple, you know, again, we're talking about this in the next segment, but Apple announces a new MacBook. Of course, Google wants to have the new Chromebook out there. But like you said, these are really geared toward two different audiences. Anyone that's interested in a Chromebook really has their entire life online. Uh, it's meant to be used as an online product, which is why the storage comes in such small increments, because basically it's to run the operating system and save basic stuff locally. Everything else is stored on the cloud. But yeah, we haven't had hands-on time with it yet, but it looks pretty cool. It's it's bigger than a Mac 
MacBook Air or the new MacBook, but uh, still looks pretty cool and decent price for it, too, for all that power. There are rumors, Mitchell, that Cortana, which is the digital assistant on the Windows Phone platform, and of course, yes. the Windows platform in, in its entirety, is going to be making a debut on iOS. This is only a rumor, but we wanted to bring it up because Cortana really does seem to be the more powerful god of a voice uh, voice uh, you know assistance out there uh, dare I say that I agree with you I would call her a goddess though because of her voice <laughs> but yeah and her name um, yeah and of course Cortana the Cortana name taken from uh, the character in the famous Halo series yeah. so Microsoft again bringing things full circle now Mark and I I think we always have agreed that Cortana just seemed a little bit l- further along in terms of what she would do and the thing that we're hearing now is that if Cortana does get that integration on iOS or on Android platforms she will be able to pull different things together, such as possibly if you want to make a reservation, make sure, you know, pulling all the things. You, do you want me to make a reservation here? Do you want me to route yeah. out, plan out your route here? Thinking ahead, I think Cortana has always been a bit more advanced. The only thing that she, way she doesn't seem advanced is if you watch the commercials for Windows Phone and Cortana in, in Windows devices, uh, hey, could you tell my wife, uh, could you tell my wife that I'll be late? Of course, Jim, I'll tell your wife, Caroline, that you'll be <laughs> home later. So, uh, aside, you know, if she, they just do a better job of integrating the names because yeah. it's always that, put your name in here. And of course I'll do that <laughs> for you. Here. Aside from that, Cortana is incredibly advanced. But yeah, looking forward to she, see her integrate. She seems, to be mo- she seems to be more location aware. You know, she can yes. do things like remind me when my wife calls to say happy anniversary. Now, I'd love to try that out because I can imagine the phone ringing and saying, hi, Wendy, how are you? And in the background, you hear, say happy birthday to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, Wendy. Wendy yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, Xbox One March update. What does that bring to the table for us, wonderful gamers? Yeah, You know, I was hoping you would ask. Yeah, you know, Microsoft has really done a great job uh, over the past, you know, I actually since the release of the Xbox One, of not just updating, but promising us monthly updates. And with a console like this, with a console that has such heavy integration online and with your online lifestyle. I love what they're doing. And this update, Mark, brings something that I've been waiting for, which I can't believe they haven't had up until now. Did you know that up until now, and it is available now depending on where you are, you know it has tiered rollouts, but it's come to me, it should be most throughout most of North America right now. Do you know that until today or whenever you get this update, you could not take a screenshot with the Xbox One? How bizarre is that? I didn't realize that until, of course, the update rolls out and says, by the way, you can now take a screenshot. I'm like, really? Exactly you right. Do that? <laughs> Which, of course, you can activate manually by double-clicking, you know, the same way that you would record video on your Xbox, game video, the game DVR, yeah. with a double-tap on the Xbox button, then it lets you choose what you want to do. Same thing now, double-tap on the Xbox button. X, I think, will allow you to control the, to record the video, and the Y button will allow you to take a screenshot. Of course, you can operate that use if you have a Kinect hooked up using voice commands, Xbox, take a screenshot. And I was worried about the lag, because at the time that it takes you to say Xbox take the screenshot, uh, of course, that screenshot is no longer available if you're having a moving image, right? Yeah, but of course. they did say in the update that as soon as you start saying it, that it does take it from back then. So apparently there's some tech that will allow, as soon as the voice command is initiated, all this brilliant next-gen stuff. Oh, okay, so now that we have that, you can now use that screenshot uh, the same way that you any cl- use any clip, you can share it. You can also use that screenshot to be a background, which is really cool. Uh, you can now even have a feature called suggested friends. Who doesn't want to possibly have new friends suggested to them? So now Xbox One will generate friend suggestions for you as well. It gives you new ways of sharing your name if you choose to share your real-life name. There have been party chat enhancements. That's one area, Mark, where I think Xbox One kind of lagged behind the Xbox 360. All the advancements, I think they took a step backward with 
with party chat, but now they're icons that let you know who in your party is actually wearing a headphone versus using oh, cool. Connect to. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. Tile transparency. You know, the last update brought tile transparency. So all the tiles that are overlaid actually have this translucent effect that lets you see the, the screen behind. Well, now you can control. I believe it's the, you can control the transparency level of these tiles. Voice search privacy, the ability to report spam, live TV and one guide in Australia, digital tuner in Australia. So these are the updates that we're getting. But the one that I'm excited most about is I can finally take a screenshot on my Xbox One. So Mitchell, there you know, there's some stories that just uh, pull the heartstrings sometimes. And there's a oh yeah, there's there's a company that's run out of the University of Central Florida. Uh, it's called Lim, like the limb on your arm, a Limitless L-I-M-B, Solutions yeah. Yeah. that are taking advantage of new technology like 3D printing to create electronic prosthet- prosthetics for children. Now, this prosthetic world, I mean, they're very expensive and hard for people to to. To afford, right, so they've course. literally pooled together money, and three hundred fifty dollars is what it cost to create this prosthetic for a little boy, seven-year-old named Alex, who has a partially developed right arm. Now, there's a twist to this, which is kind of fun, is that Robert Downey Jr. Jr. heard about this, and he personally delivered in full Tony Stark kind of suit getup the <laughs> the prosthetic to this little kid, Alex, uh, in this great video. It's not even it's not even that it's a heartwarming video; it's just a very cute video. And he opens this Stark Industries container. In one arm, he has his Iron Man costume with the the uh, non-functioning arc reactor, and then he gives his boy Alex his uh, Iron Man style, complete with color and, and design, prosthetic limb, and it's a really cool video. We'll post it on our Twitter account, and you got to check it out. It's really, really neat to see this kind of stuff come together. And you're right. I mean, it isn't designed to be this hard-tugging video, but I couldn't help but tear up. You just see this boy who clearly is trying to play it straight as soon as he sees oh, Robert yeah. Downey Jr. He knows. And they ask him, do you know who that is? Yeah, he's Iron Man. He's, no, no, he, he's Iron Man. He goes, oh, you know who that is? He goes, it's Robert. Robert. He just calls exactly. Robert goes, and Robert Downey Jr. just had the hugest grin. And the fact that they both had their own steel suitcase that opened up, and there was the Iron Man arm and one for the boy and the Iron Man one for Robert Downey Jr., it was a wonderful thing. And it just goes to show you, Mark, there are solutions out there with 3D printing being one of them that allow great things to be done at a lower price point that could never be done before. Kudos for them for not only doing it, but getting out there with that video so people know. You know, we're going to talk to somebody who works at a company in Toronto called 3D Factory that is doing something really cool with the Energizer brand. And we're going to talk to him on this show. But not before we give you all the details of Apple's watch. You can order that watch, Mitchell, April 10th, and you can have it in your hand April 24th. The question is, which size will actually fit your wrist? Hmm. The big one. The big one. It's only for your eyes, Mitchell. All about the Apple Watch and the brand new MacBook when we come back right here on Your Tech Report. Stick with us. Your Tech Report will be right back. This is Your Tech Report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. Or follow us on Twitter, at Your Tech Report. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Or maybe Facebook, facebook.com slash yourtechreport. Mitchell Whitfield, Mark Aflalo with you. Mitchell, on Monday was Apple's Spring Forward event. We were kind of waiting for this. Normally, after events like this where we announce new products, it's uh, a short delay before you can get those products in hand. Not this time. Uh, the event took place on March the 9th, and uh, you can't even order the Apple Watch until April the 10th, so almost a month later. A uh, little disappointed by that, of course. Wow, that's some heavy music. I know. The good, the uh, good, the good thing is, though, is that you can also... Um, See the Apple Watch firsthand in stores. They will have them in stores on April 10th as well, the same day you can order them, which you may need to do so because I'm telling you, Mitchell, between the 38 millimeter and the and the 42, I'm not sure which one is going to be more comfortable in my wrist. I know the bigger screen's better, but I just don't know. It looks a bit big on people's hands when I see demos. 
Uh, I'm the same way. I usually tend to go, I have a, a larger size wrist, especially for my height. So I tend to go for larger watches, but I have to tell you a lot of choices, Mark. And, you know, we did get some questions, you know, of course, Mark gave you all the contact info, uh, but we got some questions early on about, uh, the, uh, about the pricing and about the ordering process. Like you said, it starts, pre-orders start on April 10th with the watch being released two weeks later in store and orders being fulfilled on the 24th. The problem is, if you want to go in store when they're on, on April 10th to actually check out these watches, put them on your wrist, look at the differences among them. The problem is, if you wanted to order them like at one minute after midnight Pacific on that day, you're going to miss that opportunity if you actually want yeah. to get hands-on time with the device. And as Mark said, we're talking about a 38 and 42 millimeter style for every watch they make. And it comes in three styles. The Sport, which is aluminum and comes in two finishes, the dark aluminum, like the blackish gray, and then the lighter aluminum. And that only comes with the rubber band. That's something we learned today. You're only going to be able to use the rubber band on this watch, okay? 349 for the smaller one, 399 for the bigger one. And you can't put on a different style band if you want afterwards. So at least, you know, not not to have it match your watch at least. So, so, so clarify this for me, if you even know this, because sure. I'm not really yeah. sure. Um, it comes with the rubber band. Correct. Does, do they all support all the bands? Uh, I guess technically they do, but they they will not match. That's the problem with the aluminum one is that uh, it will the only, metals the only will not match that, in the, the, in the, the metal that's okay. yeah because the way that the the way that the bracelet is designed, a piece of the actual you know the, the matching metal is on the metal clasp that slides in. So okay. if you do decide to get another band, it's not going to match. So they're telling you right now that the the rubber is only going to be you know sport and the rubber the only way to go for the sport watch. Then of course you move up to the Apple Watch, which brings stainless steel to the party. Of course, in two finishes again, uh, you have like a gunmetal and then a, a polished stainless steel. That watch starts at five four. Forty-nine uh, for the thirty-eight, and then five ninety-nine for the forty. Uh, thirty-eight going up to the forty-two. <laughs> and I'm not sorry for four five ninety-nine, right? Five forty-nine yes. and five ninety-nine, yes. right? So it's two hundred dollar increase. Yeah. Uh, and again, with the Apple Watch, you can get any of the bands. Um, you know, starting at the lowest price point, the five forty-nine to five ninety-nine. That's the rubber one. But of course, you can get it with different styles of band: the leather, uh, the the cool metal one, whatever they call the. Uh, Milanese loop or something. Uh, so you can get any style you want for that particular watch. But again, you may have to spend up to $1,050 to get the band that you want. And one thing I did notice, Mark, if you like the steel watch, yeah. if you like the Apple watch with the steel and the sapphire, but you like the darker metal, well, it's only showing that you can get that darker metal finish with a particular band. And that particular band happens to bring the price up to over $1,000. Oh, so I don't know if that's going to change where you can actually get the darker style metal with a less expensive band. But right now on the website, they don't show any Apple watch with that dark metal finish and anything but the more expensive band. Kind of this is the problem. With so many options available, it's really hard to kind of get a grasp about what goes with what and how it works. This is why their in-store display is going to be so important with the Apple Watch. Of course, the other thing that came out in this Apple Watch is that the, the final edition, Mitchell, the watch oh, edition, which comes in yes. the two golds, uh, starting at $10,000 U.S., Starts at $10,000, but that's not the shocking part. That's what's funny. That's not the shocking part. The shocking no. part is, depending on the band that you get, folks, let me repeat that. Depending <laughs> on the band that you get, you could be spending up to $17,200 for this particular watch. Why, you might ask? It's all based on the price of gold. And whatever band you get, even the leather band, has a metal clasp and a metal, uh, you know, metal on the opposite side that is solid gold. So you're paying an extra $5,000 for not necessarily even 
a, a, a whole an entirely metal band for it. So yeah, and they tried to skim over that at the keynote event, basically saying that, and you can get the well, you can get the ten thousand dollars, and then they just moved on to something else. But yeah, that's Apple Watch. We didn't learn much more about it at the at the event. Let, let's uh, talk about a couple things that we did learn about it. Obviously, in all the demos that we've seen, the display is absolutely beautiful. It's a Retina display that you can see from virtually every single angle. You've got the digital crown, which comes with it. You've got, of course, the heart rate sensor, the accelerometer, the gyroscope, ambient light sensor, and that force touch technology, which allows you to almost feel like you're, you're pushing a bit harder and getting more functions when you push a bit harder, plus a speaker and microphone, which comes as well. And the big thing is battery life. Up to 18 hours of battery life on this device, which is something that we weren't sure about. We are now. Uh, and let's let's clarify this as well. That 18-hour quote was for the smaller model, for the 38-millimeter one. The larger size model is going to have a slightly larger battery, so you can expect better stats, but they wanted to give the base that you would get. But, Mark, that touch technology, that force, tech, not force touch, I believe, Yes. It, the watch is not the only place they put it, is it? No, on the contrary. We're hearing rumors it's going to make it to phones, but the brand-new MacBook, which is something that... We heard kind of rumors about, but it was finally actually unveiled in surprise to everybody. Um, it is a gorgeous new computer that will change a lot of things that Apple is doing. What is this computer? It weighs under two pounds. It is the absolute thinnest MacBook. There's no fan, no moving parts whatsoever. The brand new force touch trackpad, which makes you seem like you're clicking, but you're not even clicking. Um, it gives you brand new gestures within the operating system so you can press and you can have pressure sensitivity. So exam imagine when you're signing a signature, for example, you can have different you know, variations of touch. Uh, a new keyboard technology is in there with butterflies, as opposed to, you know, sometimes on keyboards, you touch a bit to the left or to the right, and you're not getting a full they click. They tilt over, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. This gives you a full uniform touch no matter where you are, which allowed them to go thinner, which which you know is going to make it to other computers as well. And that force tech the technology also makes it to some of the MacBook Airs and some of the MacBook Pros. Plus, this is the first MacBook that ditches the MagSafe connector, which seems to be the biggest complaint about this computer, and uses the new USB Type Three, Type C, sorry, for power, for accessories, for everything. And that's one connector for all. So obviously the question is, if you want to charge something and at the same time use a USB drive, an external drive, they, are, they do have an adapter that will actually fit into it and give you three ports to, to that one, but that one does do everything. Mark, the computer comes in three different finishes this time. We get the traditional yes. silver, we get that gunmetal gray, and a champagne gold that is absolutely beautiful. Also, people want to know about the screen. As you said, 12-inch screen. Oh yeah, retina not display. That much, <laughs> you know, retina display, not much larger than the 11.6 11, 11 MacBook Air. Air. So we're, we're trying to see, are they going to actually be transitioning the MacBook Air out and all the MacBooks will just go with this thin style? Right now it's sandwiched in between the 11.6 and 13.3 MacBook Air, and it has a mobile, it has a the Intel M processor, the Core M, which is different, no i3, i5, or i7 here, so we have to see power-wise where this new model actually fits into their landscape. Starting price is $12.99. There are two, there, I mean, there's two, there's two models. you got $12.99, uh, and you're going to get yourself, I'm just looking it up now, 1299 gets you the base configuration, which is Core i5, and it gives you 256 gigs of storage, and, and it's 1599 for the second model. So not many choices with this either. No, and, and, but like I said, a lot of a lot of questions still to be answered. Well, we exactly. don't know exactly what they're doing if they're transitioning away from their airline. Because we said a while ago, I could see them going this way ultra thin for every notebook, and I think that's maybe where we're headed. Check out yourtechreport.com, facebook.com slash yourtechreport. On Twitter, it is at yourtechreport. Mitchell, Are we done? We're done, well, about Apple. 
When we come back, we're going to talk to a very cool person in Toronto who is helping launch a program with Energizer with their new Eco Advanced batteries. So we'll get to that. And of course, hands on today, Mitchell, with the August Smart Lock and the new book bag and those zip earbuds. Your Tech Report will be right back. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. Mark Aflalo, Mitchell Whitfield with you, your tech report. Mitchell, there was an, uh, a press release that landed on my desk that got my attention extremely, extremely quickly. Yeah, and, and yeah, and what, you, and what you told me, of course, I started getting excited, and then we, we said something. But can I, can I just jump in here a second, Mark? Of course. Because well, the one thing I want to say is, you know, so, much, so many times on the show we talk about great companies and great products they make, and we always do that, and we love doing that. We love sharing products with our listeners. But I sometimes think we don't spend enough time talking about when companies not only make great products, but are doing great things within the community with their products and with their technology. And I think that's the thing that made this, this press release sort of stand out to us. Am I right? Yeah. Absolutely. There's, there's so many parts to what we're going to get into in a moment with a, a great guest who's a mechanical engineer at a company called 3D Factory in Toronto. Tyler, don't talk yet. I didn't introduce you formally yet. Um, <laughs> Energizer, you know, the battery company, has launched a new brand of battery called Eco Advanced. And right. parts of the battery, and, and uh, Tyler, Abby, I will bring you in on this one, uh, are made from recycled material, correct? I think it's about 4% right now. Yeah, that's correct. And I will actually add to that that it's um, the recycled material is made from other batteries. So it's recycled batteries back into the batteries. Exactly. Oh, wow. So uh, part of the campaign, it's been, the battery's been out for quite some time. Obviously, the recycled element of this is going to grow over time. And we're going to get into the technol- uh, you know, technicalities of the battery itself next week when we speak to someone at Energizer. But the reason we're talking to Tyler right now is because part of the launch in Canada is a really cool campaign that touches our hearts and gets kids involved and family involved. And Tyler, I really want you to take it away at this point and tell us about this, this program. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, well, uh, like you were saying with the battery, it's uh, it's not only recycled; it's the first recycled battery. It's 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 a kind of a, an amazing achievement, really, when you think about it. So, what sparked the the whole program and the outreach is that you need kids interested in science to continue this type of progress. So, like you were saying, if you want that four uh, percent to go up, you need people to be interested in science and, uh, and be able to help get it go up because it's hard to do. So, uh, you know, the, the contest and, uh, that, that we're doing right now is, uh, is, is to try and, try and inspire everybody to, uh, to kind of stick with that. So that's why Energizer and 3D Factory created this contest to invite Canadian families to submit their most creative creatures and we'll help them turn them into real live robot toys. So so what's happening is is that kids are submitting these drawings, correct, of various characters, whatever they they make up in their mind. And at the end of the day, the winner will, and because you've already done this before to test pilot this, will have their toy designed and 3D printed thanks to you guys um, at uh, at factory at 3D factory in Toronto and will run on these eco advanced batteries, correct? That is correct. Yep, the first the first two are running on uh, Eco Advanced batteries, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna turn it into whatever you can come up with. Really, I mean that's the that's the exciting part, and that's why 3D printing makes so much sense here. It's such a neat advancement uh, in technology that you can be as creative as you want, and we will turn that into a product <laughs> within within reason, of course. But pretty pretty exciting stuff, actually. 
And, you know, and the, the, first of all, on its own, this, of course, the kid in me, which I think uh, comes out almost 10 times a day, is very excited about this, the idea of being able to create your own toy that will actually be designed. But there's more to it than just that. There's also money as part of the contest that goes towards exactly. education for the winner, correct? Yeah, that's true. Uh, Energizer is, uh, you know, doing a lot here. They're obviously, they, they've initiated the program. They've got the money behind it. They've, uh, they're, they're obviously financing uh, the toy element um, as well because it's not free, but uh, yeah, it's, it's really awesome. And, 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 and Mitchell, I think what you were getting at is there's $10,000 is going to be contributed towards an RESP, which is a Registered Education Correct. Savings Plan. So we're, not only are we, is it a cool opportunity for a kid to bring a creature to life, but as you said off the top, Tyler, is that we're, we're, we're stimulating children to be interested in the sciences so that they are interested in it from now going forward to continue this effort to, to make you know, that 4% be 90% down the road from now. Right. And I don't know if you saw the video that is out there of the, the kids and how creative they are. And, and you know, you, you see kids starting off so creative, myself included, and then uh, just these tools that exist now to, to maintain that creativity. You create a toy, it becomes a real toy. That's, that's something that was not available to me as a child. No, and, uh, right. <laughs> it, it, like, I'm fortunate that I stuck with it, I guess. That somebody must have done something that that got me excited about engineering or math or just design in general. See, I was just going to touch on that, Tyler, because, I mean, we always talk about, and I think it's become sort of a cliche with adults talking about, oh, kids have such incredible imaginations, but from your point of view, when you see some of the stuff that comes in, are you kind of blown away by some of the vision that kids have at a very, very young age? Because especially now, some of the great, whether it's a game designer, mechanical engineers, some of the great minds are really starting really young. Are you kind of blown away by what you're seeing? Oh, definitely. And and I don't even know if it's necessarily that they're so creative. Uh, it's almost more so that they haven't worried about all the rules yet. They haven't right. suppressed uh, all, all, those, all those things where you go, oh, you can't do that. Oh, I can't, can't go there. So uh, I think it's really just the, the uninhibited thoughts that, uh, that come in uh, design-wise, and they're, they're makeable now thanks to 3D printing. So, Mitchell, what's happening here, so the contest has started already. It began March 3rd. Right. Um, it's, it ends on May 4th at, at midnight, so 12 a.m. If you go to joinenergizer.ca, you can submit that imagination. You know, if your child is between 5 and 12 years old, anywhere across the country, obviously, in Canada we're talking about right now, you can contribute any kind of design. And as you said, Tyler, you know, because they don't realize there are limitations or, or don't understand limitations, really, the, these creations can be really, really cool. And what happens after is that the, the, there'll be five finalists, if I'm correct, I'm just going through the press release here, who uh, will be creating videos so that people can vote on the Facebook page, the Energizer Canada Facebook page, to vote for the actual winner who will get their toy created, which is so cool. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, it's obviously it's a part of an of a even bigger campaign, the whole Join Our Journey campaign that Energizer is really throwing to, uh, to, to really keep this going with uh, more interest in STEM all around, STEM being science, technology, engineering, and math. So they really do want to, uh, to keep, keep this movement uh, going where just kids can get interested in it because the numbers are dropping. Uh, and yeah. and there's no reason there's there's never been a better time to to stay interested in it because it 
you can do more fun things with it now. You know, as a as a as a parent of of two children who, or at least one who fits in that category, I'm going to make sure that he gets involved. But he's you know he's always been interested in the sciences, and and his school right now is is very big on promoting that. So it's very cool to see a company like Energizer, and it's such a natural fit for a company like that to uh, to push that mandate. So uh, hands 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 off to them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I mean it it does make sense because uh, like I said, the battery itself is the world's first, right? So uh, 3D printing being new and, and, all, and very innovative uh, makes sense with, uh, with a battery that was just invented out of, uh, you know, hard work and people being interested when they were kids and they stayed with it. And thanks to that, we've got this battery that, that is partially recycled. So cool. We're going we're gonna to post that link online right now. It's joinenergizer.ca. Tyler Abbey, again, you're from 3D Factory in Toronto. We're going to continue talking about this over the coming months and coming weeks. Next week, we're going to be talking to Michelle Hod, who's a senior brand manager at Energizer Canada, more about the battery itself. But it's a very cool initiative. Glad to see you involved. And we're definitely going to touch base down the road to hear how things are going, especially when we have those finalists. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Tyler. There's much more to come. We're going to go hands-on with some very, very cool products, including a smart lock that uh, took me under 10 minutes to install, and a new bag from Book and some headphones. Mitchell, all that and more when we come back right here on Your Tech Report. Your Tech Now, back to Your Tech Report. We're going hands-on. Mitchell Whitfield, Marco Flalo, Your Tech Report. Mitchell, that's a really cool program they're doing, Energizer, here in Canada, isn't it? Oh, no, it's a really cool program, and, and Tyler touched on something that I wanted. I, I thought, you know, was worth mentioning again, and it's that, you know, when he talked about the kids not really knowing what they couldn't do, so they really put everything out there, all these great ideas, based on just whatever imaginative ideas they have. And when you think about it, Mark, the idea of what you can't do, that's sort of drilled into us as we get older. You're used to being told at work, in relationships, everything. Right? Can't do that, can't do that, can't do that. And it really made sense that kids don't have that baggage of being of being held down or held back either in their regular lives or obviously in school and work. And, and their imaginations, about it, right? they don't, you don't think yeah. about what you can't do until you get older. So it's really great to hear that, that the imagination of a child and the mind of a child is still so free to explore. I, I was just, that, that sort of touched me in a way that I didn't expect. But it really is a cool program. And I'm looking forward to also talking next week with the Energizer folks about the actual technology in this new battery. So it works works both well, ways. It's see? cool if you think about it, if they're actually able to recycle batteries and just make like almost 100% new batteries out of the recycled material, you're looking at incredible evolution in battery technology. That's really, really neat. Well, batteries are one of the hardest things to dispose of, and it's one thing that people forget about, especially in the tech yeah. world, to dispose of batteries safely, not just in your rechargeable ones, but the regular disposable ones, they're supposed to be you know, disposed of safely as well. So make sure you do that, because see, it's helping to create new products as well. So we're going to go hands-on this segment, and there's something that I've been really excited to talk about, which is the August Smart Lock, because you know I've been into home automation for, for quite some time. But we're going to oh, kick yes, it off have. with a new bag from our friends at Book that I want, of course, because they sent it to you. <laughs> is that what it is? Do you have bag envy with me? I do. I have bag you know, and drone envy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Mark, the latest bag from our friends at Book is a bag called the Taipan Shock. I like saying it's the Taipan Shock. Yeah. Uh, and what's really special about this, but well, uh, if you've listened to the show or if you've read uh, any of our reviews on yourtechreport.com before we transitioned a lot of those here, uh, Book is one of our favorite companies. They're a bag manufacturer, gadget, laptop bag, whatever you like to call it. Uh, and they've always been on the high end in terms of design, 
materials, just overall usability. We've always said that the thing that makes Book special is the designers of these bags clearly use them on a daily basis and travel all the time. So yeah. they think of all the great things, any idea of where you can put making a pocket that's more accessible for your tickets when you're traveling, a great place to put your cell phone so you can still hear the ring, all these little things that you think of. And, oh, I wish a company would really think... Book, I promise you, has already thought of it. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've reviewed so many of their bags, the Boa line, the Cobra line, uh, a lot of, you know, Python, a lot of snake references, I'm guessing here. <laughs> uh, in the Taipan Shock, the whole key here, Mark, is weight. It is a lightweight bag, which is really, really nice. Now, one of the ways they were able to achieve this is they use a new tri-weave 1680 denier fabric that's lightweight, still water-repellent. It's not the ballistic heavy nylon that we're used to, yeah. but from what we're hearing, it's still incredibly strong, incredibly water-resistant. And, of course, you get all the bells and whistles that you get with every other bag. Beautiful design. I have to put it, Mark, if I had to put it in the category, I'd say the mid to larger size range, it will it will accommodate a 13 to 15-inch Mac uh, laptop or a 16.4-inch PC laptop. Mm -hmm. So we're not talking a little micro or ultra book back here, backpack here. It can accommodate a traditional-sized laptop. The nice part is because the, the size of it, it's designed in such a way that it has a decent width. So you can also, in addition to your laptop, which, by the way, even though they've reduced the weight, has its own padded, dedicated section. So, folks, if you're looking to transport your laptop safely and don't, you know, don't, well, it's a lightweight they still have the padded, dedicated section in the back for your laptop, which, Mark, also helps you when you travel, right? Because what's the isn't it terrible when you go to the you know check in and you have to go through the you know go to either customs this or is, this is one of the reasons I love the boot bags because you can right. one zip and you take out your laptop. It has a, a great compartment for your iPad, even though you don't need to take it out. Um, honestly, with with these bags, Mitchell, the, the there's two things that always come to the forefront when I think about them. Their keychain holder that is just right. built in is just so cool because when you're traveling, you tend to leave your car behind, your home behind. So you want to pop your keys in somewhere easy and it has an easy clip that clips right into your bag. And of course, Terralink, which is their their tracking system, which is basically a lost and found for your bag. If they if you find your bag, you call this Terralink number, you give the serial number, and they'll be able to get that bag right back to you, assuming that everything's still inside. Exactly. But the great thing about that is because so many people, Mark, and we mentioned this before, are worried about identity theft and security, even just leaving your phone number on a bag. People don't want to do that. They don't no, want to exactly. be tracked like that. So as Mark said, you basically, when you buy the bag, you register your Terralink number online through Book, and you give them on a secure server your information, your phone number, your name. So if somebody finds the bag, they just enter that Terralink number that you've registered, and boom, Book knows how to get the bag back to you. But going back to the bag, it weighs just over two pounds pounds, which if you've seen a bag of this size and quality, it's it's a pretty amazing feat of engineering. As you said, Mark, they always have these great pockets for other things, such as uh, a seven-inch tablet can fit. They have a dedicated pocket right in the front this time, or in the back when it's on your back, of course. Uh, so they're, they always put these little pockets where, oh, I wish they had, and it's there. You wish it, and magically, it is there. Uh, I've been wearing this. It's very easy to wear on the back, and of course, in addition to the padded back and the padded shoulder straps, which kind of feel like inside it has a memory foam type of material and you know conforms to your body very lightweight very comfortable um they also have the the sternum strap 
So if you're carrying something that's a little heavier, if you really want to load this thing all the way up, and believe me, because of the way it's designed, in addition to the laptop, you can put headphones in their clothing if you want to. You can really load this bag up without it getting gigantic and looking like you're about to backpack across Europe. So not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying some people, even when they pack up their gear bag, they don't want it looking like there's so much packed in there. So you have that. You have the lightweight. You have the size and the ability to accommodate a lot inside of this backpack and a price point, Mark. Remember I said they're going to lighten up the load in terms of the weight of this bag? Well, they also lightened the price. This bag is $95. Yeah, it's under 100 bucks. That's it, so I cool. mean, which which for a book bag, first of all, I think we, we tend to associate things of high quality always have a high price tag. And although some of their bags, yes, they do cost $150, $250, depending on the size of the bag that you're getting. This price point, $95 for, for this particular bag, the Taipan Shock, really, really incredible price point. So if you are looking for a laptop bag and also want to schlep the rest of your gear, because let's face it, Mark, when we're carrying laptops, we're not just carrying our laptop. We're carrying everything that laptop is kissed. No, we are also carrying <laughs> with us our headphones, external hard drives, uh, uh, tablets, and their dedicated pockets and nooks and crannies for all of these things. A Taipan Shock. You can go to bookbags.com and check it out. We're showing right now that it's still in pre-order because, of course, we got an early version of the bag because they take such good care of us. Uh, but it's due to la- launch officially on March 20th. So that official March is coming up very quickly, that official launch date. Go check it out online. And, uh, yeah, uh, am I going to have to send this to you or can I keep this one? You can keep this one. Thank you, Mark. Mark Aflalo, Mitchell Whitfield with you, your tech report. So that was the book bag. But I, I have been dying, Mitchell, to talk about this particular product. It is one of the first smart locks that I, I gazed my eyes on. And I said, I need to be playing with this. So I reached out to this company called August and I said, can I please talk to someone there? Can I please get one of these locks so I can try them out and see what is so special about this lock? One thing that really amazes me with with products of this caliber, and we're talking about a $250 price tag for the lock itself, is the design is not replacing your existing deadbolt. There's a list of compatible deadbolts that it works with, and it's simple, you know, schlag locks and and various ones, a lot of compatibility. The the high-end Medico would like, no, but this will work on other locks. No, I just want to say, just to get so people understand a smart lock, we're talking about a lock that you can actually control with a, a, an iPad or with a with a digital with a mobile device, correct? Let me get to that. Okay. All right, I wanted to make sure people knew it was smart. Go ahead. Okay. So what this lock did originally was okay. using Bluetooth allowed you as you approached your door to wave it and open your door unlocks your deadbolt unlocks, and once you get into your house, you can just turn it with a twist of your hand and you lock your deadbolt. the The benefit there was you are also to grant able to grant people keys for limited periods of time, all access depending on who you want. For example. Virtual your kids, keys? Like a, like virtual, virtual keys. Key? Oh, so wow. you could say, Mitchell, you're coming to visit my house. You know what? Here, I'm going to give you access. I'm going to invite you. You download the app, and you now have control of this lock just like anybody else. It was not yet connected to the internet. Recently, oh. they launched an add-on component to this called Connect, which is a $49 add-on, which bridges that gap between the internet and the lock itself. So what are the benefits of that? Well, you get notifications when the door opens or closes, and you see who opened and closed the door. You can buzz people in. So let's say, for example, someone calls you and says, hey, I'm the plumber. I'm here to fix something, and you're running late. You're in traffic. Say, no problem. I'm going to open that door for you. So it gives you a lot of peace of mind that wasn't there before that really brings it into that smart home concept. What amazed me about the 
the the August Smart Lock was how easy Mitchell it was to install. Okay. You think about these things, you're like, okay, am I going to have to? What am I going to have to do to really get this working? In under ten minutes, Mitchell, I had the Smart Lock on my door, controlling my door, calibrated and connected to the internet. Let me explain the process. Really simple. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let me know. It comes with a piece of tape that you cover your existing keyhole on the outside of your door. This way, when you screw off the actual tumbler part, it doesn't fall off. It comes with the tape. You, you, so far, you haven't had to reach so for any, of any tools yet. Okay. Yeah, okay. You then take off the inside of your lock, which is what you turn left and right, and it reveals the innards of the lock. So then, August, you open the box, and you're like, okay, it says, choose one of these plates, mounting plates. And the mounting plates even show you, depending on the type of lock you have, which one to use. It goes over the existing mechanisms. You use the existing screws that you already had for your door with the screwdriver provided in the August package. You screw screwdriver too. Yeah, everything's you don't need anything. <laughs> you you put it on the door, you screw it in so it's nice and comfy. Then you choose a little colored I guess it's like a plastic tumbler. You know, sometimes if you've ever opened a lock, sometimes it looks like an X, sometimes it looks straight, sometimes right. that mechanism is a different shape. Well, it tells you which one to choose based on the lock you have, and it matches what you already see when you're in your door. Once you choose that, you you pop the August on top of that little plate that you just installed. You right. close two butterfly clips on the side. It's installed. It's done. You go through a calibrating process that takes about 30 seconds. All that really does is determines how much it needs to turn left or right to make the door open or close. And you're done, Mitchell. That's okay, this it. is crazy. Now, now, just so people know, now, obviously, they listen to our show. They're nowhere, you know, basically, we have a show called Your Tech Reports. They know we're fairly tech savvy. But for people that aren't tech savvy like yourself, this still seems like a fairly straightforward procedure, even if you don't have any technical expertise. Am I right here? I timed it. I did not have any technical expertise in mind here. It was okay. just six minutes to remove <laughs> what I had on my door, Amazing. install August, and calibrate it and be using it. Okay? So wow. there's a couple of features that are still in beta, okay, that I want to talk about because they're really, really cool features. Um, the, the first feature that's in beta is what we call auto unlock. This allows you to choose where you are. So using location services, you set your actual region or your range of within 150 meters, I believe it is. And as you enter that area, the door unlocks. So as you're approaching your home, your door can unlock if you set it to do so. So you can set a geofence, so it will automatically let you exactly. in when you that's break that Exactly, that's the word, perimeter. sorry, yeah, exactly, okay, geofence. And, yeah. and the other, and, and the features in beta, I, I think it's going to be out of beta soon. I did reach out to them. There's no word on when it's going to be out of beta, but it, it is working wonderfully on iOS. The other one is Everlock. This allows you to, when you cross that threshold of your door and you close the door, it will lock that door behind you automatically. So you don't have to worry about the door being unlocked. And if you forget about it, again, when you're in your house, no problem. With Bluetooth, you go, or if you have the Connect module, which again is $49, you're connecting over the internet and you lock your door. I'm testing it at my office. Perfect example. I lock the door when I leave. When I get here, it tells me that it's been unlocked. When the cleaning crew comes, I unlock the door and they can go in and clean. And when they're done, I can see and I close the door. Very, very simple. Honestly, the experience has been so painless that you're kind of waiting for that other shoe to drop, and there is none. Right. The only the only downside I could say right now at this point is that it's not yet integrated with services like ifttt.com uh, so that you can automate other tasks. So, for example, when your door opens, you want to open lights, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm saying that's a downside because I have to pick something if I wanted to say something. There are so many other devices that aren't connected that way either. 
And I suspect they're looking into doing things like making it HomeKit compatible as well. So overall, the August Smart Lock, I mean, at $249, the peace of mind it gives you, you don't have to copy keys. You don't have to worry about losing keys, giving it to your neighbor. You can just let people in, let people out. Ease of mind, completely keyless, giving you total control. Plus, it logs things so you know when kids are going in and out, et cetera, et cetera. Very cool. Runs on four AA batteries. Are you kidding? That's it? That's it. Okay, so let me ask you this now. I'm going to ask you the natural question that comes up for people that are use it, that are used to using a traditional lock system that has been around for hundreds of years. Okay. Yes. So uh, now, basically, is there an alternative if you don't have your smart device on you? Can you still get in the door using a traditional key, or are you bound to a digital? It device? does not change again because you're using your existing key lock and deadbolt mechanism. The outside doesn't change. So if so you, you still, still have use your key, key on, if you of course, want yeah. If you still have your key on you, you just pop the key in and you go. So. That's what's great about it is there's a lot of solutions out there that make you change everything. So if you right. bought a nice, good lock and you like it and you're happy with it and you have a lot of people who have keys, et cetera, et cetera, you don't want to go out and changing that. This doesn't do that. It lets you change just the internal mechanism. So everything looks great. Nothing changes the appearance of your door. All you have is on the inside, you have August instead of the actual mechanism that was there before. You know what? I I I, I am having lock envy. <laughs> you are having envy. you know you are ha- I am having lock envy. And you know what, Mark? I agree with you. I don't really think there is a downside because you had to search to think. Well, it could do this, but you know how we like to review things here. We review pro- we review products for what they are and what they do, not what they don't. And this does everything. And I'm sure, like you said, compatibility with other services, that's with other coming, products. Well, that is coming, and that's yeah. not a downside. This does what it's supposed to do. It does its job. And from what you're saying, it does it brilliantly. It does it really very little work on the user end. So how can, how can people get this? Do they go online? Can they go to it's in Apple? Or? It's in Apple stores, which is a okay, great coup Apple for them, stores, obviously. Right. Uh, August.com, uh, they're on Amazon as well. I you know I would recommend getting the Connect add-on because it's cool to have that internet accessibility. Otherwise, it works perfectly well with Bluetooth. So check you know check supported locks to make sure your lock is compatible. They have a chart right then and there. Or you can go out and buy a lock that's compatible. Not a big deal. You know what? Uh, yeah, I will be getting myself an August Smart Lock. Do we have time for one more thing? We have time. For us yeah, a little bit of time to throw something else in there. You know, there's one little thing that was sent to us that I really was impressed by. Mark, I'm going to show this to you, and you're going to start to laugh. Basically, these are called Zip Buds, and they are earbuds uh, that with a built-in microphone. It's called Zip Buds Pro Mic. It comes in a fluorescent yellow and black. Uh, basically. They are earbuds that have an integrated zipper to keep them from tangling. Oh, that's cool. This, and you can see, you can use the zipper to control how much of the cord is exposed or how tight you want it under your chin. So there's no dangling cord here, except, of course, they have this, you know, there's a piece of, like, braided fabric cord that actually connects into the, uh, you know, three-and-a-half-millimeter port on your device. Uh, What I was blown away by, aside from the brilliant design, where it really is tangle-free because it's built, integrated into a zipper, folks. It's amazing. Aside from that, the sound quality, Mark, was remarkable. We had a conversation before the show. Uh, I also was listening to music before the show. The, the deep, rich bass and the mids and the highs you're able to get from a $40 headphone <laughs> with integrated mic and integrated control works brilliantly with your smartphone. I I I think these things are a blast. $39.95. It's made by Zip Buds. It's the Pro Mic version. They make different versions of it. But if you're looking for a great, you know, set of earbuds for your phone that you can also use to talk over, uh, you know, talk over the phone, listen to music, integrated microphone and control, and it's tangle-free, folks. They even thought to make the cord that is visible out of this braided fabric so that it, you know, the rubber fabric tends to hold on to itself. Yeah, of course. Not this one. So it's definitely worth checking out. I know you can go to ZipBuds.com. Uh, but you can also go to Amazon where they're selling them. Really, really cool, unique product. 
Very cool. So the August Smart Lock, you can get that Apple, uh, obviously Apple stores and uh, August.com. Get the zip buds right there, and uh, of course. Uh, the book bag from a book. It was book bag. Bookbags.com, right? It's bookbags.com. I want to thank Tyler Abbey for joining us, talking us all about that Energizer program. Very, very cool. We're going to follow up again and talk to Energizer next week on the show. Mitchell Whitfield, thank you very much for being here this wonderful week. Thank you very much for being here with me, Marco Flalo. It's at your tech report on Twitter, Facebook.com slash your tech report. You know what? The, the, the wonderful accented lady will tell you all about that. Thank you for being with us. We will see you again next week. You've been tuned in to your tech report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow your tech report online. Email us contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at your tech report. Like us on Facebook.com slash your tech report. For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, your tech report.com. Com.